Hello and welcome back to the Comeback Nation. Uh, today we have an amazing entrepreneurial duo known as Charlene and Tony Chance. Let's just welcome them today. Our Comeback Nation. Welcome, welcome, guys. Thank hey. you, thank you. How are you? Such a pleasure to have both of you on. Um, thank we've you been for having us. To get here, but you know. Yeah. We made it. <laughs> Yeah. Eventually. Perseverance. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So please just introduce who you are and, and what you guys do. Okay. So I'm Charlene. Uh, Tony's my husband. Uh, we are an entrepreneurial kind of couple, like you say. Um, I'd say we were serial entrepreneurs. So over the past six years, we've been running multiple businesses. Mm. And I think we're just ultimately passionate about like consumers. Uh, we really enjoy bringing products to market, like creating in ingenious products and bringing them to market so that's our passion and I guess we realize that by starting businesses and and running those yeah totally yeah agree with everything he's just, just going to echo what I say <laughs> that's just ditto with what Tony says <laughs> and you used to or still do run a podcast called zero to 100 so we used to run the podcast yeah we haven't used it in a while yeah it was a podcast that was like really passionate about it's basically us sharing all of the lessons we learned as being entrepreneurs and kind of like trying to give back to other people on starting out so they could basically avoid pitfalls and mistakes that we'd made yeah but as you probably know that it's hard work running a podcast mm. people Listen. think it's just turning up and talking but uh-uh. <laughs> i hope my listeners have forgiven me because i had like yeah. a huge seven months I think it was five five months or something hiatus. Yeah. It was a long time anyway. Um, oh no! Well, forgive forgive Louise, people. It yeah. is hard work running a podcast. Hard work. It is. It is. But you guys live in Bali, or you travel around the world. Is that right? Yeah. So over so last year we spent the majority of the year kind of traveling around Asia and South America. But now we live in Bali, so we're kind of permanently based out in Bali mm-hmm. just because the weather's a bit nicer than at home so we're from London yeah um, I was gonna say wasn't wasn't the London gray skies good enough for you no no, no, no. We, we, we you know a little bit bored of those a little bit bored of those so we um moved on to sunnier climates sunnier climates oh awesome awesome mm-hmm. well it's great to have both of you on here um live and direct from Bali thank you so much yeah. for me it would just be so amazing to learn a bit more about your journey, especially times where you've experienced setbacks, failures and disappointments. Yeah. And, you know, where you are today as a consequence to that. So, yeah, the first thing is, is that there's been a lot of failure. So that's good. We're yeah. on the perfect podcast because there's been more than enough of that. Um, but I think mostly our journey has been quite classic. So we kind of had corporate jobs. Uh, we were both pretty successful in those corporate jobs, but we had always been dabbling in business. Um, and then I guess at some point, you know, what do they say? Like the camel broke the straws back. The I don't know what the phrase the is. I don't know what the phrase is, but something happened. And we're like, okay, enough is enough. And we kind of just really quite coldly and bluntly both quit our jobs at the same time, which yeah. is never something I recommend, but we did it. And we just kind of put everything in to our first business, which was a food startup. So our first business was called Love Smile Jack. Um, yeah, it was a food startup and it really did quite well, didn't it? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um really 
successful for a startup. Um, everywhere we went, we was like the number one trader. We used to win loads of awards everywhere we went. Yeah, we were on the BBC One show with Alan Sugar. Yeah. Like, I think what what was really happening is that we were so new, so fresh and so like untainted by the world, yeah. we didn't know what no was. Yeah. So we were just like these kind of wild animals pursuing aggressively opportunities. And I think because we were so confident, we almost attracted a lot of great things to us, which is something that later on down the line in our story, like, you know, you'll see is not what happened. So at some point we lost that kind of animalistic hunger. And I think we had that hunger because we didn't know better. I think that's what it was. Like we were very, we had massive goals. And again, like as as we failed more, I think our goals have changed. But at that time, we were like, we were, you know, we were a bit consumed by the stuff. I was like, oh, we want this stuff, we want that stuff, which I don't necessarily agree with today. But I think that did drive us. Yeah. Well, I also think it was as well is that when you're in your job, you have this dream about what could be, and basically, basically the dream. Yeah. And you're prepared to do whatever it takes for that dream. You don't even know what is between you and the dream you at that point. That. And it's that not knowing. Know. I think that it really actually helps. It helps, yeah. It definitely helps. Like we would have a we had a dream board on the back of our door of like the house we wanted to live in. So we were like really clear on where we wanted to go. Mm. Yeah, and we didn't know that it was difficult to be honest. Like we were like, oh, within a year, yeah, we'll be millionaires. Like we were genuinely, I would say quite ignorant, but blissfully ignorant. Yeah. And yeah. therefore we were able to be super aggressive. I guess it's that question of is ignorance bliss, you know? Yeah. It's- See, I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can never really advocate for being ignorant, I don't think. But it's, well, my conclusion will be that you need to find that balance. So we had a quote, it's meant to be a bit of a joke quote, yeah. um, but it was something that says hung along the lines of, are you the same beast, but a different animal? Mm. And I relate that to our journey because it's like, I think we came out with this same beast stuff, like we were aggressive, but as we've grown and failed and evolved as a result of our failure, we grew into different animals, but you need that balance between the two. Because they both have great qualities. And potentially only experience can give you that. 100%. You know? and, and this is what I think, like, especially in the UK, like, maybe we let people down by not praising mm. failure enough, mm. right? Well, not maybe, definitely. Definitely, yeah. Mm. So, like, when our food startup, which was doing really well, eventually didn't, you know, it did fail and we were in some serious debt. We ended up getting kicked out of the home we were living in, like... I felt like everyone we knew kind of gave up on us. Wow. And, and yeah. we got a real, we felt that. We felt that and we internalized it. So yeah. those kind of aggressive animals that were really hungry didn't give up, didn't give up, but definitely weren't the same people. Mm-hmm. So we did go on to create another startup. Uh, so we kind of joined forces with a friend of ours and uh, no one can say we're not hungry though because we created a tech startup. Oh, wow. Um, we'd been kicked out of our homes, so... We've been kicked out of our house and we ended up moving into this kind of grotty shared house. We were sleeping on a mattress on the floor. It was horrible. I mean, it was really rock bottom, but we ended up selling whatever we did own and went off to San Francisco to kind of pursue this tech startup. So we really, we went hard. No, no one can ever say we didn't go hard, but we definitely weren't as aggressive. 
I could always sense that there was a cautiousness mm-hmm. about pursue, even though that seems like a really bold move. Um, there was definitely a cautiousness. So again, we go off to San Francisco and it went really well. So it was in an accelerator there. We got into quite a good accelerator. Um, we started getting, uh, what do you call it? What do you call it when the investors meetings with investors Mm -hmm. for our startup and things seem to be going quite well. We were out there for six months. Um, Not not as not as aggressive as we were, but still working hard, working hard. And then we had to come back to England to uh, reapply for a visa. And obviously, as it would be, we got rejected. So our visa got rejected. We couldn't go back to the US. And thus, again, another startup failed. So. We couldn't pursue whatever our plans were because we couldn't get back out there. So we're like back to square one yet again. Now, this time, I think the knock knock on effect of the failure was even greater because that was a super public failure, wasn't it? It was like everyone had seen us go to the US. So everyone had already kind of lost a bit of faith anyway. We had sold everything we owned, ran off to San Francisco to run this startup and just like had nothing got back home with literally nothing so we're back on the floor this time at tony's mom's house i don't know how many times we've slept on the floors how did you feel at that moment in time well that's the thing there's two sides to kind of going through failure it's the how you personally feel because you know you failed you know things hasn't worked out as it planned and you're having to deal with that so having to deal with okay how do i bounce myself back and get myself back on the road to things happening but then it's also the social side where the, how you're being perceived yeah, by everyone else, around you yeah and well, in reality that shouldn't affect you because really it's about how you're dealing with things yourself and what you're going to do next but people's opinions do affect you and how people react to you do affect you and what they have to say does have an effect on you so it's a really challenging time because you're having to, whilst you're trying to get to terms with what's happened yourself and how you're going to do things, you're also yeah. trying to field questions from your friends and yeah. your family. Everyone's saying, oh, so you just going to go back to work? Are you just going to go back to work? Which, you know, <laughs> makes you question yourself even further when really you don't need to question yourself. You need to kind of build yourself back up at that point. Mm. So it's, it's, it's a really hard, hard time, which like for me and Charlene, we don't do it now so much when we go through challenges, but... I know back then we basically just disappear, go dark. Yes. So could, that's what happens in our story. Yeah. Could, yeah. We go at, at this point, we go dark. So we go off the grid. Sure. Right? Well. I'm going to share like all of what I think are our three primary lessons at the end of the story, but we go off the grid. Yeah. And now at this point, we are broken than ever before. We've okay. never been broken in our entire lives. So we actually, we went traveling because it was actually cheaper for us to live in Asia mm. than it was for us to live in the UK. So, but some good things happen, and I think this is really important. It's what I call the power of rock bottom. So yeah. at that point where we had nothing to lose, we were in a great position to try something new, yeah. and we did. And we started dabbling with e-commerce and kind of making money online. So we went traveling because we couldn't afford to live at home, and that forced us to have to learn to make money on our laptops. Yeah. And that's what we did. So we went traveling, and we were making money on our laptops, but it failed again, right? So it was our first time making money on our laptops and we ran out of money again. What we were working on kind of collapsed. And then what happened? So we were in Thailand at this point and it got to the point where we were sneaking past the people at the front desk of the hotel because we couldn't pay them. So <laughs> that's how bad it got. Um, again, so at Rock One, this is our third failure now in what? Five, four, five, no, four years. So we feel internally... Yeah, you're questioning everything. 
you're like, am I good at this? You know, am I learning? What am I doing? And also what had happened for us is that the traveling gave us a completely different perspective on life. So now, whereas, whereas before, kind of in our aggressive mode, we're all about, let's make the money, let's make the money. Having that time away from the aggressiveness kind of made us get some perspective on life. Sure. So not only are we experiencing a failure again, but as people, we've really developed because we've Absolutely. seen something new. Yeah. And you know what? I think that is, I just want to touch upon that. I think that yeah. sometimes in the pursuit of a goal, mm-hmm. you get that it's not just about obtaining whatever it is you want to obtain, but it's about becoming the person you're meant to become. So there's a huge amount of character development and character formation that comes in just starting something and doing it and even in failing at it. And 100%. You know, because it doesn't necessarily result in, uh, you know, a huge paycheck or in whatever it is, we can not give give that the weight that it it should have. And it it has huge weight. I think that that is important because... Actually, I think in the failure is the greatest learning. My greatest evolution has come from failure because it's the point. It's almost the only point where I stop and I look at what I'm doing and I review myself, what works, what doesn't. Whereas when everything's working, it's very easy to just sit back and go with it and not improve. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's actually at those points there where you almost get the freedom to... That's review and analyze yourself and then you realize and it's this this is where the growth comes and actually where you get to realize that you are better because of the failure 100%. and it's actually so as much as bad as it felt as as much as you wanted whatever you wanted to achieve and it hasn't worked out to that actually what you've gained from it is far greater than you could ever have imagined and yeah. you probably would not have achieved it had you not gone through that failure exactly that you would not be the right person to take you to the next level unless you went through that failure and so this is the point of the story where i say we become that different animal mm-hmm. so at this point we're like okay what was working in that first startup the food startup when we were aggressive then let's take everything we learned in san francisco where we we're around like the pinnacle in business and then let's take all this personal development that we had when it when we were traveling and it all went wrong. And then we created a business off the back of the new skill we had learned while traveling, which was to make money online. And we created our first e-commerce business with the 70 pound we had left. And basically, I guess, to cut a long story short since then, which is about two years now, you know, we have created a six figure passive income business that's not only allowed us to travel the world, but also like do something like live in Bali. And I think, but for all of those failures, we just never would have got the chance to firstly look inward, look inward at ourselves and what we were really after, what did we really want? But secondly, like, look at everything we had done right. That failure was like, okay, yeah, we've done some things wrong and that's why we're here, broke again. But, you know, what about when it was going well with the food startup? You know, what did we learn? What, 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 what went right and what can we do more of going forward? And it was like a really massive point of reflection that fine because I guess at that point we had failed a few times so it was a definitely like an enough is enough moment it was a failure too many I would never say to someone you know you need to fail that many times but when you get to that point that rock bottom point where enough is enough if you use that moment to really reflect and review not just on how badly you think you've done but what you've actually done right yeah because I guess the that's powerful yeah well the easiest thing for most people to do with failure is basically focus on what went wrong yeah 
and basically that's just a recipe for just bringing you down lack of confidence losing your spirit losing all your confidence whereas yeah you have to take note on what went wrong but what is most powerful is actually identifying what you what went right and what you are better to do now and you always did something right yeah actually you know in that moment where you stop you'll be like i or you always did something right even just the fact that you got up and tried that's something you know so that moment really is, it's a powerful moment when used correctly. Yes. And I think that you can lose, provide your, sorry. You can lose those things. You can lose, yeah. I really, really just want to, you know, amplify what you've both said, because in focusing on your failures or the things that you did wrong, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But when you really begin to focus on what you did right, then you exactly. can make sure you capture them. Because if you don't, you can lose them. And instead of building you end up just scrapping everything and just trying to start all over again instead of just continuing exactly. to build something. Yeah, um, what we learned greatly when we went to San Francisco was the first time that we was in an environment of people where they actually embraced failure. They celebrate. So, it, yeah. so we went there kind of trying to keep our failure hidden, you know, under under the blanket. But when we when they learned of our failures, it made us more valuable to them. So when we was going out and speaking to investors and pitching our business, the fact that we had failed at business previously made us more valuable and more investable by these other companies and uh, more likely for them to want to work with us. And that was the first time kind of I got the eye opening to the fact that you need to learn to embrace failure. And it's unfortunate that most people don't understand that failure yeah. is actually a part of succeeding. Yeah. But the sooner you get your head around it and understand that this is the process that everyone goes through, then yeah, it, it, it's no longer something that you're to Failure be is evolution. Of. Yeah. It, yeah. Failure is it's in the moment of things being at their worst that we get our greatest opportunity to evolve. Mm-hmm. And more than anything, as entrepreneurs, go-getters, whatever, you, we need to be evolving. Like, and that was my whole point about the same beast, different animal thing. It's like the same beast was great. You know, we were hungry and we were aggressive, but actually to create the business we created today we had to evolve into this different animal. It had to happen. And whether or that meant failing. And without the failing, we would have never been different animals. And some people will get lucky, right? You know, they come out with that kind of aggressive state and they achieve things that they want to do. But most of us don't. Most of us get to be the kind of people who can achieve our goals by making mistakes and learning from them, evolving beyond them. I I listened to something one time uh, where a girl said when she was growing up every day or every week, their dad would ask them, what have you failed at this week? And if they said nothing, the dad was like, okay, well that that's not good enough. If you're not failing, you're not learning. Yeah. And I think that's special. You know, that's special. And that's something I'd like, if I could teach people something and if I could pass something on, it would be that, that actually we should be failing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be as colossal as, you know, getting kicked out of your home and sleeping on a floor. You know, that's that's maybe a step too far. But to be making mistakes is a sign that we're trying new things. The yeah. thing that Tony and I kind of developed through all of that was really great mechanisms for dealing with failure. Yeah. So we call it our free R's, which is essentially that when we fail, we review. So we review what's happened. We re-motivate. Yeah, the free R's. We review, we remotivate, so we find some something to get our energy back up, whether it be kind of listening to podcasts, reading books, reading books whatever. We yeah. find some way to boost our energy, and then we regroup. 
So basically, that's the moment where we get to start again. But what I've noticed is that the cycle for going through those three R's gets shorter and shorter every time we we fail. Yeah. Whereas before that might have taken us six months to get through that process where we've regrouped, we can regroup in 24 hours now. Mm. And that's something to be excited about for people. It's like something that feels drastic today, failure wise, in two years time when you're a different animal, it's going to be nothing. You'll brush those failures off. It re- it's a process. It's a process. And when people can be ha- almost excited about that, like to know that if you fail, it means you're one step closer to where you want to be. And actually there are these mechanisms to deal with it. It's not final. Like that's really empowering because failure is inevitable. It is inevitable. It's inevitable. That, that's really powerful. I love that. Review, remotivate and regroup. Um, yes. And that is getting quicker and quicker for you. That is that is awesome. That's really something valuable to take away. I, I wanted to ask a question um, because you mentioned something that is often not necessarily you know, discussed. Um, and that is potentially some of the shame or embarrassment or the worry about what you know other people's opinions when you do fail you know people have told or people who have seen you uh achieve certain things or you know achieve uh, success in a certain in a certain space and then when that goes wrong you mentioned that you go off grid you would hide and that that indicates almost a level of shame you know hiding so how do you how, what advice could you give to people who do the same thing or feel feel the same? You know, they're worried that, you know, if they fail or they mess up, they're going to have to face this embarrassment and, you know, feel that shame. What advice would you give and how do you kind of push through that and work through that yourselves? Yeah, what I find is really most important is getting around other people like you. So other people that are also on the same journey or similar journey, and then you realize that it's not just you going through it and it becomes more of a normalized thing. And therefore the more stories you hear about people who are either going through it or who have been through it, reassure you that it's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. When you're going through it by yourself, you just have your own voice in your head telling you that this is shameful. This is embarrassing. And the more support you can get from other people, because it's all about who do you listen to? So when you're feeling shame because, I don't know, your mum's or your brother's got an opinion about you, he's not necessarily on the same journey as you. He's not taking the same risks as you. He's not got the same goals and drivers that you have. So it doesn't benefit you to listen to them, although we do naturally. So the more you get around other people that are like you or who have been where you are and have what you want, then it helps you to build up that confidence in yourself to not be, to build up some thick skin, basically. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's... it. it if you don't build a thick skin, then it, it will hold you down for longer than is necessary. This is it. And like, where, like I said, failure is inevitable. I think Tony's right. That is the only solution. It's like you will fail. So it's like who around you understands that? Who else can you find who understands that? And so that when it happens, there is support rather than a criticism. You know, like if someone comes to me and says, oh, my God, you know, I started this thing and it failed. I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to be like, oh, that's amazing because now you you know more. So next time you can do better. And it's about finding people who understand that so that there's always going to be people who don't understand. So you've got to be able to deal with that. Fine. That's number one. You have to be able to accept that some people aren't going to celebrate your success. I mean, your failure. But find people, other entrepreneurs, other go-getters, other people who take risks, 
you know, network with those, find groups of them on Facebook, uh, join a mastermind, something like that, to be honest, where you can be around people who get it. Yeah. To be honest, before we had like a, a solid group of people that we could kind of lean on and bounce these experiences with, I would literally just go on YouTube and listen to people's failure to success yeah. stories. Yeah. Could you hear it again? Anyone that you admire who has achieved some level of success will tell you their story and it's full of failures. Yeah. So I, I would basically just consume myself every morning listening to these stories to kind of reassure me that actually what it's I'm actually going normal. through is, is normal or it's not even as bad as what other people have been through. Yeah. And that's really empowering because when you realise what you're beating yourself up over and you hear a story of someone who's been through worse and has got through it, that, this is nothing. Yeah, this yeah. is nothing. This and now I've got a bit more confidence to dust off the, the wounds and which is a bit what it. that remotivate section of our free hours is about. Mm. Sure. That section is where you somehow get around or listen to people who understand and can demonstrate to you how beneficial your failure is, or at least how normal it is. Mm. You know, and sometimes, you know, like certainly like where I come from my family yeah they didn't understand business failure. that is an un, any failure let alone business failure and if you internalize that you know it, that's difficult but you have to accept that yeah they're not entrepreneurs they're not taking risks so it's easy for them to criticize failure because they're not doing what you're doing so like tony said it's just about getting around like-minded people um who, who can accept and understand and if anything yeah hopefully celebrate when things don't go wrong i mean right yeah, yeah, and internalizing <laughs> it, um, as you both said, you know, speaking about it. Because sometimes when we voice what we're thinking, we can see how silly it is. And actually, mm. that's not true. I'm, I'm yeah. not, you know, rubbish. I'm not wasting my time. I'm passionate yeah. about it. I love it. Uh, so absolutely, finding the right people to speak to about it. But I guess we're on a similar wavelength. Mm -hmm. And the stand failure as well. And yeah. You feel like you're a failure because... Yeah you know, something hasn't gone the way it should. Exactly. But it's okay to like, I think in the free hours, that, that, that part where I talk about review, like it's okay to be upset as well. Yeah. You know, we don't have to fail and bounce back the next minute. Right. Like it's okay to be like, you know what, I'm upset for a while. Mm -hmm. And use that review moment to, to, to feel whatever you need to feel to move on to the next stage. It, but because even that maybe even today some of the entrepreneurs are the opposite and saying it's okay to fail it's okay to fail you know you should just get on mm. it's like it's, it does hurt it yeah. does hurt because you had your own expectations of what you thought would happen and that didn't happen so it's also okay to take your minute um you know feel what you need to feel as long as you move on absolutely that's all that matters right yeah and yeah. you don't you don't you don't want people who encourage you to stay there Exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly that's the worst listen guys it has been honestly so wonderful having you guys um i've personally learned so much and really enjoyed speaking to you i just want to remind everyone about what charlene and tony shared um on how to bounce back from failure there's three r's which include review where you're able to really process your emotions and reflect on the things you did right remotivate you go away watch those pod you listen to those podcasts you watch those youtube videos you get inspired again and fill yourself with um positivity and new strategies and then regrouping which is where you now actually move forward and hopefully over time 
those steps in that process will become quicker and more natural as we grow in resilience as business owners or you know just as professionals so once again just thank you so much oh thank you for having us we had a great time yeah thank you and i just want to share the the quote for this podcast on failure as i share at the end of every podcast and this one specifically is from johnny cash and he said that you build on failure you use it as a stepping stone close the door on the past you don't try to forget the mistakes but you don't dwell on it you don't let it have any of your energy or any of your time or any of your space so learn from it guys reflect grow and move on until next time bye guys bye Bye.